0: Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, We are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on locals at dannycats.locals.com, where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free-speech-friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind-the-scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high-vibe superstars at Danny Katz. Dot locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today I am joined by filmmaker, researcher, writer, blogger, wise woman mystic extraordinaire, Dimi Pitchell, who I've wanted to have on the show since the second I decided to do a show, And we dive deep about all the things. So definitely stay tuned for both halves of the conversation. This first half, which is free to the public. And then the second half, which you can find on my locals page for paid supporters or on my Patreon, where subscribers can also access all of my second half interview conversations. All my afterwards with Emily Moyer and oodles of bonus content. So be sure to tune into the second half on the platform of your choice and buckle up for my conversation with Demi Pichon. Demi, welcome! I'm so excited <laughs> that we finally get to do this. Me I too. Want, it's great to see you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's so great to see you, to see your face, because we're like always connected through the ethers. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I just want you to know that when I decided in my roundabout way that I was launching a podcast, and I'm like, who do I want as a guest? You were number one. You were like my oh, number thank one. Thank you. So I'm so,
1: <laughs> I didn't do I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be your first guest.
0: <laughs> Yay! Awesome. Cool. So, I mean, my my tribe, our tribes definitely overlap. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as catching my tribe up with you, like yes. I'm guessing what you're best known for now is your awesome sub stack, the Starfire codes, and all the, you have a Rumble channel, you have a Telegram mm-hmm. channel, and maybe you can tell us what you're up to and like how you got here, because, because the way you landed on my radar was like really circuitous, and I don't even think you're, you're talking about those realms anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, a lot has changed. Um, I, I was doing coaching, um, up until a certain point, like when, when all of this stuff happened, you know, what, what we know. And, um, then past that point, I wanted to focus on writing and I wanted to focus on, um, on telling people, you know, what they could do as far as like how to prepare. And also I was starting to get more into the metaphysical. So I wanted to explore that. So my blog goes in a few different directions. So I have channel messages. I'm a, I'm a channel, I'm a tarot reader. So I do that. I have one of those that comes out daily.
0: Yeah, And
1: then I have also, um, I do a series on what I've been watching. So, you know, people can kind of keep up with where my mind is going. So I yep. use it in that way to explain to people like, this is what I've been researching. This is what I'm looking into because the point of the blog to start out with was to focus on um, on helping autodidacts to have a jump point, like a place that, that they would start from so that they could dive in themselves.
0: What is so, an autodidact?
1: Um, someone who is self-taught. So, you know, if, um, if you're the type of person that just really loves research that wants to dive in, You can, you know, take what I've done and and either use it as inspiration or use it as a launch point to go in another direction from where I've gone. That's the whole point of it. So I'm just showing everyone what I've been doing so they um, they can think about that and and move forward in that way. And um, so then I wanted to cover, you know, different ideas on um, on survival on prepping, on understanding the entire situation of what's going on in the world and ways to think through that so that we would really understand, um, you know, ways that we should be thinking through that uh, probabilistically, as opposed to really trying to lock down specifics Mm -hmm. so that we would know how best to make decisions based on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) I love that. And I'm I mean, I have so many curiosities and I know your background is as a film major, major and in media mm-hmm. studies. And of course you have the metaphysics and it seems like you've meandered your way into independent journalism. And I'm, I'm curious to know, like how you've, like when you woke up to what was really going on in the world, how that happened for you and then how, how you ended up kind of placing yourself on the front lines as you are.
1: Um, well, in uh, in school, and then past that point, I was always into documentary filmmaking. So it kind of, you know, ran tangential to journalism. I was always a writer, but mm-hmm. I would um, when I did documentary, I would, you know, use. The quotes of others to craft the story. So I would tell it in their own words, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. So, you know, from here, it's been a little bit different because I've been, you know, using my own perspective and my own words. So that was kind of a shift to get into that mode and, and to be able to explain things to people in that way, as far as what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that was, you know, in dissection of the media, knowing what I know from my studies and, and from, you know, years working in the media. So I knew what I was looking at and, you know, I could bring light to what was happening there. But then on top of that, I was able to branch out into other areas where you could see based on what was happening there, um, what you should be paying attention to as far as um, markers and, um, and signals, Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, what you should be preparing for because you can tell from that. You can tell by what the media is covering and you can tell um, by what they're stressing where certain things are going to come about. You can also see it in films and television that they come about in predictive programming in revelation of the method. You can see all of these things come about. So I wanted to highlight that and highlight um, the importance of aggregate consciousness in that, the importance that that they place upon um, Keeping our consciousness directed in a certain um, in a certain direction so that they can um, keep us moving in the direction that they want us to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we um, we are having our own thoughts and then we are being pushed in a certain direction. And, um, you know, ultimately what they would want to do is have us follow that direction. So you see that in a lot of the uh, the psyops that come through. You see that, you know, in a lot of the shifts in, in media coverage. And how quickly people jump from one thing to the next, and completely forget that the last thing even happened, and they're on to the next thing like like a dog with a bone. And they just, you know, just hammer it, and they don't even understand what they're doing or why, or why they feel this emotional attachment to it, or what's really going on, or how that's being painted, and how their um, how their consent is being manufactured, really, like it, you know, in, in the recent cases, you know, to uh, to get consent for World War Three, really. So, you know, um, we have to take that apart. We have to take that messaging apart and really know what we're looking at and take a step back so that we can understand, you know, what we're being fed and, and what, um, what trail we're being led down so that we can stop ourselves and say, Hey, I don't agree with this or, you know, okay, maybe I do, but you know um, then at least it's conscious thought. It's not, you know, something that we're being led into against our will.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, you know, the aggregate consciousness piece, I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's one of my biggest frustrations within our community when there's this kind of like one-upsmanship of like, well, I know they're going to do this and they're doing this and they're doing this. And it's like, why are we consenting just because we know their plan? Like, where, where is why aren't we collaborating on steering it into a different direction? And I feel like that's a way where like, our people have sort of fed the psyop
1: Yes, I agree. I agree completely. It's it's become difficult to, if you're one of the people who sees each one, because you can apply the lesson across the board, to get others who only see one or maybe two to understand that this does apply across the board and how to apply that. So that's been something where, you know, we have to, um, to really take a look at the way that we're thinking this through and remember what just happened and take a step back from the messaging that that we're being fed and really say, okay, how does this compare with what I just went through? What are they trying to get out of me? What response are they trying to get out of me? And when I have that response with a whole bunch of other people, what direction does that take our society? You know, which direction are we going past that point? And do I like that direction? Do I wanna steer it in a different direction? And then which direction do I wanna steer it? What do I wanna create as opposed to where am I being led?
0: Totally, totally. And that's that was really the impetus for me to do a podcast is I want to connect with these people who have these really expanded perspectives and figure mm-hmm. out like what's the optimal way this can go and how do we steer it in that direction. Absolutely. I, I know that you, as have I, have been dealing with censorship in such a huge oh. way. Yes. And I I saw your post over the weekend and it really hit a chord with me. And, you know, just to catch the audience it up, you posted something on Facebook and it was like the words pouring forth from my own like frustrated writer's heart of how it is not just to lose the followers and whatnot, but like that we've spent so many years and decades honing our craft and we put so much time and care. And it's like, is anyone even noticing this?
1: Absolutely, and then you start to doubt yourself. I had um, at one point 100,000 followers on Twitter. I wasn't on Twitter as much anymore. And so once I cleaned out my account and did all of that, I had about 80,000 coming back to it with Starfire codes. So I changed you know, my um, my setup on the account, my branding, and went forward with my message. And I didn't realize that even before that, as myself, they had shadow banned me so badly that my message wasn't getting out to anywhere near. And and I was wondering, you know, like why isn't this catching any traction? You know, I've I've spent my whole life, you know, um, developing my talent as a writer, as a content creator. I'm somebody who was doing, you know, um, marketing campaigns that would have a million hits in a day. I was, you know, um, crashing people's servers for funsies because they asked me to like direct a bunch of traffic my way. Okay, sure. And, and I did, and we would laugh about it. You know, they would want me to crash their server, you know, like that it was something they were, you know, trying to, uh, to figure out, you know, how to, how to deal with, you know, as a, as a brand, as an entity. So, you know, um, having that as my experience and then going into this, like wondering, you know, are the things that I'm putting forward even something that someone wants to listen to? Are they, you know, are they even engaged with this message? You yeah. know, and how can I even tell? How can I, I have no feedback here? Right? right. So it wasn't apparent to me that it was happening to that degree until um, I couldn't get my account back. They, they banned me. They permanently banned me for quoting a doctor. I was quoting Dr. Andreas Noak. Um, right after his death, he was allegedly murdered for discussing um, the graphene in the shots. Mm-hmm. And um, he sent out, and it was in German, a, a, um, a seminar type of a thing that he recorded in his home. It was during lockdown. He recorded it and he sent it out and um, some people grabbed onto it in English and translated it. And I was quoting the translation Mm -hmm. of that on, on my, in my tweets. And the second I started doing it, I I was permanently banned. I had no recourse. They wouldn't let me appeal it. No matter how many times I said, I'm quoting someone, they wouldn't look at it. I think it's on, on automatic, on autopilot. And they wouldn't have anybody talk to me, nothing. It was done. So I had 80,000 followers on a 13 year account. And now, you know, I even you know, past the past few days, I've been trying to restore it, and I have not been able to. So instead, I I went on to Truth Social, and um, within a week now, I'm almost at ten thousand followers. That's amazing. Yeah. So I know at this point, like, yes, my, my message is catching on. It is something that people need. People are writing to me and thanking me for what I've been doing. So here I have been doubting myself as a writer, as a content creator, because I have not had that kind of an impact and wondering why. Yeah. And wondering if what I'm even doing is even worth it. And then sure enough, here's this immediate audience. You know, I'll have my old audience back in a few weeks and not shadow banned. So the same engagement that I'm getting now with this limited audience from what I had before is the same amount of engagement as what I had before. That's how badly I was shadow banned.
0: Yeah, the shadow banning is horrible. I'm curious, like, A, did you get to speak to any human? Never. And did you, I'm I'm guessing you scoured the user agreement. Like, is it in the user agreement that they're allowed to shadow ban us or are they breaking the agreement? Um, you know,
1: I don't know that for certain, but I don't, you know, they don't tell me that they've done that. They should inform me, you know, if they're being ethical, they should inform me that that's been done, um, in, in my opinion. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, had I known that, then I, I would have known, okay, well, I'm just going to go somewhere else with this message. I'm not going to rely on this. You know, if if I'm not welcome here, you know, let me know. I'll leave. That's okay. Yeah. You know, but to string me along thinking that my message is getting out and then wondering if there's some sort of a problem with me and then to ban me for quoting someone, like that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he, he went like on, on sort of a tirade and I can see where, if it was separated up, like they might think that that was me going on this tirade. right? Right. But it's a direct quote. Every word of it is a direct quote. So. It's,
0: it's odd to me, I mean, aside from the censorship of the shadow banning and the thought police and like all that craziness, but that this has become an acceptable business model that you have these giant corporations that a good percentage of the world, like yes. we're all customers and you can't reach a human being. It's not like they have budgetary constraints to be able to hire a customer service staff.
1: I'm a shareholder. I'm wondering if, yes, I, I have a few shares of, of Twitter. I'm wondering if other shareholders have been permanently banned. I'm wondering what that looks like ethically. I'm wondering, you know as a as a partial owner, even you know as a minority, you know, how does that affect yeah. you know, how does the law affect that? You know,'m I'm, I'm being kicked off of a platform that I own.
0: Yeah, that's a little nuts. Are, yeah. And- are you aware of any like class action suits going on? Like not is- yet,
1: not yet. I think people are seeing how this shakes out with Elon Musk and and seeing you know where this is going to go. And you know I, I know everybody's of like five thousand minds on that. I, I but you know like time will tell what's going to happen, what he does with it, and what he doesn't do with it. And I guess we'll see. But I think that that's what they're, they're waiting to see if it's, you know, even worth pursuing something like that because he might be fixing it, but I don't know.
0: What's your, your, do you have a gut feeling on, on that?
1: Um, I think he chooses his battles. I'm going to put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, I think he chooses his, I, I think I would too, honestly, in his position. I think he's responsible for way too much. And I think that he, he does choose his battles on, on some level and I think a lot of the time, if you want a seat at the table, you have to um, get involved in things that you may not have wanted to be involved in. You know, as far as AI goes, he was dead set against it, I remember. And, and now he's uh, developing for it. I think if he wanted an opinion and he wanted to seat at the table, he, he has to be at the table. He has to be the one doing it. So,
0: Do you think that he is serving the forces of light? Um, I think he's serving
1: the forces of evil. I I think he's choosing his battles. I really do. And I, I think he's he's doing what's best for for himself and his people, mm-hmm. his direct people. Um, yeah. just like moving his plant from California to Texas. He mm-hmm. couldn't, he couldn't work, he couldn't get his um his deals done. It was for no reason. He knew that. He was trying to push that forward and he said, Okay, you know, if you're not gonna play ball, I'm out of here. So mm-hmm. I see him taking care of the people around him. Mm-hmm that's, that's what I see for sure. The rest of it is too up in the air. I don't know.
0: Yeah. There are so many X factors. I know that when I was in LA and Elon moved to LA, I thought this is a very bad thing. And it like intuitively, I thought now it's time to go. And then when all my friends were moving to Texas and I heard that Elon was moving to Texas, I'm like, that's not a very good sign. (laughs) This, This is just my gut of like, don't, don't do that. Don't follow whatever that is.
1: What what was your uh, what was your thought behind what would happen at that point? You just it had a just like
0: a trap. I just again mm-hmm. okay. like I'm not speaking from any sort of internal knowledge. I do question people who are lobbying to take the human species off planet and who are lobbying to implant things into our brains. Um, it was just it was just a gut feeling of like if if this is where these interests are moving, it's time to get out. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, that makes sense. That makes sense. Did you hear about, there was a book that Werner von Braun wrote about Mars and said that um, the king of Mars would be called Elon. This was in 1954, I want to say.
0: I feel like I was just... True story. That's crazy Because I know, do you, do you track dark journalist? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he talks about that a lot um, and how much of this is prophesied in all these different books. Like, yeah. Between Steiner and Guruji and you know Krishnamurti mm-hmm. and Blavatsky, it's so interesting to see what's emerging now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But that one in particular, the King of Mars, is called Elon.
0: Really? Okay. And have you, you met know- any Elon? I don't know any other Elons. No. No, never. Never. Yeah, that's bizarre. He doesn't. I don't experience him as as like very human. I don't know him, but when I, I see him. <laughs> I'm like it just isn't it feels like someone who's maybe trying to pretend to be human or something. I don't uh, know. I
1: I don't get that read. I yeah, I um just you know, just like I said, choosing is battles. And I think you would have to, you know, it it's like you get to a certain point where you have so much that you're responsible for so much that you you have to do things like that. You have to keep everyone else's interests in mind and and even in in the point where. You know, he said certain things offhandedly about Tesla and the stock would crash and then then they're after him for what he said, but he's just speaking offhandedly and he has to be careful of that too. So you're responsible for that much money and that many people, it becomes something like that where you do have to choose your battles very carefully and I could see that, I could yeah. really see that.
0: I mean, I can see in myself the tendency to become very jaded. I don't, I don't know how long you've been tracking this off. I've been tracking it for about 22 years, right? So it's super easy for me to fall into like, he is part of it. He is part of it. And, and then I remember like, there can be these miracle X factors. And in fact, I expect there to be more, you yeah. know, so maybe this is one of them.
1: it could be it could be i mean like i don't see a read really either way and that's why i say like i think he's just like keeping the people near him on point you know and and focusing on that which is great i mean i feel like i should be doing that and everyone else should be doing that too because that's what we can control is what we're responsible for totally so that's part of even you know getting into this whole message of you know what should I do given this scenario, and how do I best spend my time, and, and how do I make the biggest difference? It's by starting small and making sure you have everything you need, and then making sure everyone around you has everything they need, and going out from there. And once you've once you have that all set, then then you know you know your community is good, and you're and you're able to you know, make decisions based on that. But you have to start small, and then you know uh, it kind of snowballs out or it ripples out.
0: Yeah. Totally. And I'm, I'm excited to get into your sort of like prepping recommendations because I know you're on top of that. Before we mm-hmm. leave the media space, I know a big part of this psyop is the louche that the dark side is feeding mm-hmm. of, right? Mm-hmm. So it's our fear, it's our anger, it's our outrage, it's our frustration, it's all of right. those things. So how do you navigate that as a content creator? I've, I mean, the amount of frustration that I know I'm navigating just, you know, from, from my end of it, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if it's worth it because of what's happening to my emotional center every yeah. time I'm censored or, or shadow banned or something.
1: Right. A, a, a lot of the time it, it's come out in my work that, you know, I was using that frustration as fuel to explain how I felt about what I was talking about. Like if you look at the um, at my Tesla post, that's a good example. Um, I even named it, do you think people are too stupid to understand Teslaphoresis? Okay. <laughs> and then I get into all of the nitty gritty about Teslaphoresis, you know, and I discuss it, you know, and, and in terms where people could understand and really reflect upon that and start to um, pick that apart and, and make it a part of their knowledge. Mm-hmm. But in the introduction I'm talking about, I don't even know if I should explain this because I'm so frustrated and it comes from a place of love. I don't know if I should be explaining this because I don't know if it's just going to, you know, fall on deaf ears. Right. Like, am I wasting my time? Am I getting frustrated for nothing? You know? Right. I tried to make it funny, but it still comes off like, like I'm frustrated because I was and each time it happens, that is what happens. You know, I, I end up like, you know, having this frustration that I have to work through. Now it's been easier over time because I recognize it happening. So then you feel it physiologically, you know, that it's happening. Okay. I need to take a step back and, you know, like let the frustration kind of dissipate if I'm not going to end up using it as fuel to move that, um, that story forward. Yeah. Right. Um, in which case, you know, for me, because of that, because of the way that I do write and, and coming from my perspective, um, I'm able to use it as fuel a lot of the time and, and try to make it funny. You know, I have like a very, um, gallows humor oriented kind of take on things, you know, yeah. and, and I try to keep it light in that way also, because I know people are are feeling that frustration themselves. I know that I'm mirroring back, you know, what, what they're feeling and how they're, um, reacting to the material as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it becomes difficult to, um, to express it in that way. But over time, you know, I just, I remember if other people are coming back to me, um, flaming me, like, like happened at the beginning of my blog, I was getting emails like every other day um, with people. And this was funny to me, actually telling me to die in a fire, but they were using the same words over and over again. Like all these different people die in a fire. I'm like, do they have like somewhere that they go to grab that sentence and, and, um, and send that to me? Like, do they have some sort of like, you know, NPC place where they go and, right. and, you know, download that thought right. and, you know, and reflect that back to me. It was verbatim which is telling you know they're all kind of you know um circling around the same the same energy the same frequency and and picking up that that phrase out of the ether I mean I haven't heard anybody say that it's
0: the script they're being fed
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so I would laugh when I saw it I'm like like, you're the eighth one like what (laughs) okay you know can you guys get a little bit creative this is boring right you know like I like you know like, I that's how I feel. yeah like let's let's <laughs> switch this up a little bit you know like that that would be nice you're know, like let's let's keep it lively for me you know right like, this, can i get hit by boring. a boss? yeah can something I, like that yeah <laughs> you know it, it is what it is but um but it showed me that it showed yeah. me that they're thinking all the thoughts. i'm like wow. And I, you, know, you could see it side by side. It's almost the same thing. And, and they don't, they didn't know each other. They didn't, you know, it wasn't something that they coordinated all of them together.
0: It was something that happened. And these are people who are finding you on Substack?
1: Um Yeah. Or people who knew me anyway, and I guess signed up for it just to yell at me or, you know, whatever they did. So I,
0: I noticed your disclaimer, which I love so much, which is like, own your triggers, or don't listen to myself. And I'm just thinking, like at this point, who's finding their way to you, and that's not owning their because tr- I, I just feel like for oh, me, like, we've weeded out the the one, you know, the people who can't handle them. But but I guess not. I guess you're still being.
1: No, this was this was a while back, and and I'm like at this point I know that my message is and my audience is that I'm teaching the teachers. I'm getting information to the hubs of people that will go out and teach other people the nitty gritty of this and and how to do this and think about this and yada yada, right? So I I know that that's I I am not about waking up the the masses on a grand scale. I'm about teaching. The lions, how to wake up the masses, right? Yeah. So, so that's really how I've come about building my, I guess the the depth of the um, of the area that I cover mm-hmm. is based on that. So, you know, I can still go in the directions that I want to go in and explain the things that I want to explain and learn the things that I want to learn and then make that accessible for other people. Okay. I've got that done. I can move on to the next thing and keep learning myself and keep handing that off to everyone else. Yeah. Which is really the best way to go. It, it, it ticks all the boxes for me. Totally. So yeah, so that's that's really the direction that I took it in, but it took a while to kind of get there. And I guess people were signing up for it not knowing what it was and not knowing that it was going to trigger them and and whatever. But for me, it's and and this came up, you know, recently. I had to say this to somebody too. Your opinion's not my responsibility. If you want to have a different opinion, bless, be my guest. It's okay. You know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against you. I'm not going to. Waste my energy trying to change your mind. I'm just going to move on with what I'm doing, and that's right. it. You know, right? That's and fine. People, that's can, way it used to be.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just turn your attention elsewhere and right. your life. <laughs> Reblog right. <what> you like.
1: <laughs> yes, you don't have to read me. You don't have to tell me you don't like me. Just go. It's okay. Bless. It's fine. You know, right. whatever.
0: Totally. So, yeah. So- when you first landed on my radar, and we're going to speak in code here, but okay, I found that you were doing the most exhaustive and nuanced research on um, certain government officials' predilection for mm-hmm. you. We'll say yes, and. Um, yeah just kind of, kind of on a separate note, whenever I have people, I used to just send people to you when they would ask me about it. Like just check out Demi's work. Is that work available for people who at this stage have not caught themselves up?
1: I have not reposted it. I took down my old Facebook page and I started a new one past the point of the illness because I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to be gone from, from that arena. And then I wanted to start it over past that point with, you know, the people who would be taking the journey with me. Yeah. Cool. So I didn't go back to that because it was old information, but I do still have it in bits and pieces in different places. Okay. I I may. Um, and What happened with that was um, we presented a file of things that that law enforcement should look at Mm -hmm. to law enforcement and they were not able to make a case because it conflicted with too many open cases. And that was right before um, the, the man showed up at the restaurant with the weapon. Got it, okay. So we saw that happen knowing that it was a thing. And being praised on how we put the file together, and knowing that we had all the correct information there, and then a week later we see this and we see it painted as a as a um, as a real thing when it was a psyop, right? Just to get everyone to shut up about it. And we're like, okay, I see what's happening here. This is really demoralizing and frustrating, but I I see I see this. I get this.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were definitely ahead of that curve. Um, with all the work that you did so given that it's not available now I just want to thank you for that and putting all that together.
1: I just was doing what I felt was right. I mean, I just, I saw that and I needed to, and it actually, it's it's helped me in my work now because I had to keep taking a step back because I would get so upset, obviously. I mean, the material, right? Yeah. So I would get upset and I, I would have to work my way through that and then back into the material to present it in the right way and then get upset again and it would come and go in waves. And you have to you know be able to figure that out and how to navigate that and to, um, to still be able to put forward, you know, good work that, that honors the people involved and, you know, still honor yourself and give yourself the space to process those emotions because they're, they're no joke, they're no joke.
0: They're no joke and it's it's such a big thing about, you know, the people that I talk to that don't want to acknowledge that piece, it's because it's too painful. And then there's, you know, the work that you do and to the extent the work I do of like, because what you just described is my whole journey as a journalist. It's like a couple years in and then I need at least a few years out to like soothe my heart and cry and reorient yeah. to reality and how it's excruciating, you know. And so my my question is, is the why, you know, like I get that before the illness, at least for me, it was to stop it because I saw this coming for such a long time. So all of my efforts were like, Hey, let's stop this thing. And then for me, after the election, I was like, all right, it's going a different way. Let me. Yeah.
1: It took a turn. It It took a turn. turn.
0: Yeah. And it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, the masses have made their choice. So I'm not going to stop anything. And I haven't on this end of it. Like what's driving you now? What is your why now?
1: Um, it's just to keep learning and to keep presenting that information so that everyone else can learn too. And, and the more I get down into it, the more I learn and, and the more I am open as a channel, the more I learn. So I'm actually utilizing those abilities in my research. So there's a connection point there. Um, I, I've learned to, uh, to be able to take that and, um, and use my guidance to find the next thing that I need to look at. And a lot of the time it's somewhere where I wouldn't have even been looking for the thing that I wanted to find. And yeah. there it is. So yeah. yeah, yeah. it's It's been really interesting. And the synchronicities that happen with it and the whole thing is is pretty amazing. So <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Just to be around it too, it's, you know, um, and to watch it unfold like the the people around me too, are, you know, um, they, they get wrapped up into it because it starts, you know, um, that frequency will will send out into the people around you as well and permeate yeah. those and in in, in that relationship and everything so they start to see what you're seeing and build upon that too yeah so it's yeah it's, it's really interesting especially when everyone starts to um to start having the same thoughts at the same time
0: <laughs> yeah like oh I was looking at that too like how <laughs> totally yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so encouraging. It just comes for me, it, you know, when those things happen, it's like, oh, right, we really are one, We really are yes. a wide field.
1: This is one of the things that, that I make it a point to say, you know, on, on, my, on my blog as much as possible. What I do is, you know, our, our birthright as human beings, we are all able to do this. We've been told that we can't, but that's not true. That's not true by a long shot. Every yeah. single one of us can we can all do it. Yeah. So I, I like to leave that open. It's not some special gift that I have. I just happen to know how to use it. And I, you know, I hope that by my using it, I inspire other people to be able to walk that road and be able to get back in touch with, with theirs as yeah. well.
0: Mm-hmm. So in terms of the larger macro, you know, spiritual war that's going on, how do you see it going? Like, how are we faring? Like, where are we at right now from the macro metaphysical perspective?
1: You know, there, there was a question about this as far as, you know, a bunch of people were putting forward that, um, the timelines ended up converging at a certain point and there wasn't any way to get past like a certain timeline. And then all of a sudden it broke open and now i can see different shifts and things again there there are different directions to go so it's all wide open it's you know um i guess there was a convergence point when what's that i think it's gone now um i want to say it was like sometime around maybe 6 months 4 months ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's when i started to get um readings that were coming in if you make this decision, this happens, but if you don't make this decision, something else happens. Whereas right. that was not happening before it was this, 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 that, that, and the other thing is going to happen. And, and it was steady. And now it's like, you know, um, you have a choice point here. And if you take this choice it, you know, some, you know, th- there might be something the universe doesn't want you to do because it might mess everything up. So maybe go this way instead. Like I'm getting messages like that, which I didn't before. That wasn't a thing. So I'm like, okay, so it's opening up. I feel that.
0: Okay. Yeah. And does it like what does that portend for there's like, because I see it in a couple ways. Well, actually, I see it in infinite ways. <laughs> um, you know, I see the mass is making certain choices where I'm like, bless, if that's the choice you're making, I don't need to learn those lessons. Like I'm not right. I'm not taking right. that path with you and yet we're still sharing the planet which can be quite annoying because <laughs> i i think that that's a lesson
1: that we're supposed to learn is how to coexist with that when these other people are not making those same choices and they have different lessons that they need to learn because they didn't learn those lessons earlier like we most of us that saw this coming have been through some sort of dark night of the soul shamanic initiation type of a thing where we had to deal with whether it was a petty tyrant a psychopath some sort of um uh, brush with institutionalized um, entities where, you know, we had to fight our way through something to stay healthy. We had to fight our way through it for a loved one to stay healthy. Um, you know, we had something horrible happen that we had to fight our way back from. And we saw the depth and breadth of what that could be for someone and, and what you would have to go through. So now, now that we've seen that, we can apply that. So when we see this coming, we're, mm, I've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas they haven't, they've had you know an easier time of it for whatever reason, or they've had other battles that they were fighting that had nothing to do with that and they didn't apply it, right? So now they're having to learn those lessons. Our lesson is how do we stand back from that and say, okay, well, that's your choice, but I have to make better choices about me and my life so that I'm not affected by you. Right in that way. And I, I have to navigate around you now because I know where your, um, where your pitfalls might be
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not to be around that because when it happens, um, that person might be dangerous to my safety. Because if they become catatonic or aggressive at that point because they're, they're having an existential crisis, let's say, um, if it's in an emergency, I can't have that around me because I can't deal with that and the emergency simultaneously. And it could mean that that we all die in that scenario, yeah. you know? So, um, so this is really something to keep in mind when you know who's around you and, and how they think and what they're feeling about the whole situation. And to um, if the if those sorts of thoughts and feelings are things that you think are going to come up for the person eventually, they're going to bubble up. It's better that they happen now than later. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's better to deal with it now than later. Process it. Go ahead. Don't keep pushing it off. Deal with it now. Deal with how you feel about it now. Deal with grief now. Grief is going to be really bad. Dealing with everyone's grief simultaneously, even worse. Um, Pre-grieving and knowing what you're in for moving forward, will help you to deal with that in waves. It's not going to make it easier, it's going to help you know what to expect.
0: I feel like as you're saying that it's really resonating because I feel like the past 2 years have been a constant grieving and I feel like it's, you know, I'm I'm I don't know if you feel this but I always feel like I'm in the future as an Aquarius, you know, and it's like, okay, if I'm going through this now, then the rest will be going through it soon enough. Right. And it feels like this is why we've been flexing our grieving muscles mm-hmm. to prep for whatever may or may not be coming.
1: Absolutely. And and for us to be doing that ahead, it's so that we can help them do it when it comes the time, because we see it coming. We know what's coming so we can hold space for them when they go through it, right? So so we're there a little bit ahead of it so that we know and and we can be there so that they're not, you know, falling without a net, you know, we're the net. We didn't have the net. That's okay. Yeah. You know, because, because we, we were able to, and we saw it coming. So that's okay. And, and all of that works out for a reason, because we all have our separate lessons to learn. So for the rest of us, it's, you know, how to quell our frustration, how to hold space for others, especially when they're being frustrating to us, you know, and, and we're trying to tell them what we see and they won't believe it. And, If they believe it, their entire world comes crashing down. And that's what we have to remember. Every last thing that they think, feel, believe, say and do changes from that point, just like it did for us when we got to that point. So we can't rush them along to make them understand whatever this is. We just have to keep translating it as best we can into ways that they can understand and leave it open. So like even with um, with the illness where I'm presenting information to tell people that we all got duped, that's how I say it. We all got duped because we did. We did. We've all been duped our whole lives. And and beyond that, because it's, it's a hundred year lie, over a hundred year lie, we've all been duped and we all need to unlearn and relearn at this point. And it's not on anybody that that happened. It's not to say that that you're stupid or a bad person or whatever, because you didn't understand this, but you need to look at it now, because if we don't look at it now, the lie perpetuates. And if the lie perpetuates, they can harm us again.
0: Right. And they continue to harm us.
1: Correct. So if we break the lie, they can't do that because it doesn't work anymore. The lie is broken. It doesn't right. exist anymore because it never existed in the first place.
0: Right. Right.
1: So then they can't corral us into certain actions out of fear based on something invisible that's, that's not even
0: attacking us anyway. Totally. And I really appreciate the languaging of we have all been duped. And I think that's yes. like, I don't think that I've woken anyone up. <laughs> I don't think I've taken anyone from sleep to waking. And in my many attempts, I'm always saying we've been duped. Like I, I grew up in this school system too. Like I don't have, right. I'm not separate. I'm, I'm still under mind control. I'm still unraveling that. I'm still unraveling my programming. Like this is this is something we're all in together. I'm this is
1: us and this is we and we're the all too. Yes. And that's exactly it. Thank right. you for saying that. Yeah, exactly and,
0: even, and even in terms of like people making different voting choices, health choices, what it's still a, we, it's still the part of we, that's making different choices. And I, you know, it, it has gotten to the point where, you know, we shorthand it with us, them, and, you know, as much as I can, I still do my best to bring it back to the, we, because that's the healing that I see Yes. It's that moment when we get that, it really is all of us. And it's not, you know, someone who made a different voted for someone different.
1: No, no. And, and that that entire aspect of this is being foisted upon us to keep us at each other's throats so we won't become a we. Because if right. we're a we, we're dangerous.
0: Right. It seems so obvious to me. Have you woken anyone up? Have you changed anyone's mind in your life and was like, oh my God, I totally get it now. Thank you, Dimi.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have come back around later and said that, you know, you, that I planted a seed. Basically, Mm -hmm. it's not that I stood there and took them through it step by step, but the things that I said to begin with that made them think made them come back around and talk to me afterwards and say thank you for putting this material forward because it helped me along my way.
0: And is there a through line to those breadcrumbs that you presented in terms of how to baby step people into it in such a way that allows all of us to stay open to this otherwise alarming information.
1: I think I would have had I had that thought at the time, but I was still working my way through it. And I was plowing my way through it because that's what I do. If I don't understand something, I, I hit it with with my head like it's a brick wall, right. you know, and I, and I have to. Like a good going.
0: Capricorn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's that's where I was coming at this from. And um, and I think I, you know, I may have been hard to be around because of that, honestly, you know, and I'm hammering it so hard. I'm like, how do you not see this? You know, because I haven't gotten there yet to like, okay, I see this now I've, I've got this. So it's not surprising me as much anymore. So I can take somebody else through it step-by-step and I don't feel like, oh my God, it's so urgent. You know? Yeah. You're going to make your decisions the way you're going to make your decisions anyway. And over time, if we move the needle a bit, we can get people who have already made decisions that are going to impact them negatively to appropriate care. Yeah. And that's where we need to go with this next. You know, we need to be focused on how do the people who lived through that get appropriate care so that they don't have um, like a bad life condition past that point? Totally. You know, so they don't have um, that hanging over their heads as this horrible decision that they made that has no recourse because at that point then that's when they have to learn from that decision and there have been things that I've been seeing that that may work for that oh that's cool help so i mean i And that was one of the things I was like, please show me, please show me. And I looked in another direction. I was looking at videos. I was reading through descriptions and video. I saw somebody had posted a study like in the notes, like in the description notes in a video. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This is when I see it. Sure enough, I pull it up and it's a study on exactly what I needed to know to see if that works. Cool. So, yeah. So that's like, I, I think we're getting there. I think that there will be ways to, um, to counteract a lot of this.
0: It's an interesting position that we find ourselves in because I've been talking to other people in our community about this. And I don't know if you do you track the iconic podcast. No, um, they just did a reboot and it's, the gist is like, I think a lot of us have been acting independently for so many years of just trying to put the pieces together for ourselves. And now we're at the point where it's like, well, we have all this information. and It's really time to put it together in such a way that it's digestible for the world to wake up to it. And then there are the solutions and then there's all the other pieces. And so I feel like it would be so helpful. And I'm putting this out to you. And I'm also putting it out to everyone listening of like, you know, I'm teaching homeschool now. So as I create curriculum, it's like, well, what is the proper order that my students can digest this? So in terms of all this information, how do we disseminate the information? What is the order so that people can digest it without being overwhelmed, without being too freaked out? You know, like, do we start with 9-11? Do we start with You know, tartaria, do we start with, you know, like what where do we start? (laughs) At that point,
1: it might be too much. It's it's so much information, all interconnects. And that's the thing, like that's where you look like the freak with the red string, right? You know, so like all of this interconnects, like okay, you're 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 way out there for me. Yeah. So you have to kind of chunk it out, which is what people have been doing to kind of wrap their heads around it. But when one person has this piece, this other person has this piece, and they don't understand each other's pieces. Right. Yeah. So they think they know the whole thing because they've been focused on this. I think I know the whole thing because I'm focused on nope. You have to bring these two pieces together and they interrelate. And then, you know, it's another epiphany. Right.
0: Exactly. And that's what I'm really seeing, you know, for our community is that we start cross-pollinating more to fill in the pieces where it's like, okay, this person has this part dialed, this person has this. So what does that mean when we put it all together? Absolutely. You
1: know? Absolutely. So, so like one of those things has been for me um, looking at how people are approaching the illness and how some people know that, that there's a lie there and some people don't. So um, showing people that there's that lie and breaking it down in a really simple way so that they understand that, that this is, this is what happened here. And this is the impact that it's had here and here and here, but this isn't the only lie. This is the lie we've been focused on because this is the lie that we, were, we thought would be most impactful upon us. And this is the lie that, is, that our neuroses are hyper-focused on. Mm-hmm. But there are several other lies that do the same thing and create a, a fear-based um, society around those lies. Yeah. So really um, having an outline of where all the lies are And then going into it from there and breaking down the lies. So you've got, you know, just the the simple explanation of what each lie is. And then if they want more information, then they can go in. But then they see in context. Yeah. These are all lies.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think there's something to... I'm just playing this out and we can have this conversation separately, but of like the need for visuals, because it's so heady, you know, and and so much of our information is like an intense, angry person, myself included, (laughs) like talking into a screen because it's hard to hold all this knowledge and not let it affect us. And it's not really that engaging.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> it happens, it happens, but you know, it's like, I've been trying to break each one down because I only have, you know, um, so much room to like even, and other people only have so much room to go through it, right, yeah. to to really understand like what's happening there, right, so so I went through um, in a recent post the oil lie, oil scarcity, right, so I went through
0: and I, I'm so excited that you brought this up. Please continue. <laughs> it's so timely in my life. So,
1: yeah. So I went through, through that and, and did a, an introduction and then just put, you know, all of the videos that I was watching as like, as my research behind that. So I, I made it all um, completely video based mm-hmm. so that people can go through and watch or listen and do what they're doing anyway. And, um, and it makes it easier to digest but it's also you know if i were to put something together like this as a documentarian this is the source material that i would pull from in order to you know so i'm showing them you know sort of the the concepts behind this right so that that they have a way of digesting it you know and and they know what i was thinking to begin with and then they can move forward and and go in whatever direction they want to go in to keep researching that or have a jump point into something else right
0: I love so, that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I hung out with a girlfriend yesterday who's also a huge fan of yours. And we were talking about yeah. like, is so prolific. Like, like the challenge to like keep up yeah. and like click your links and go through it because it's such valuable information. And thank, thank you. you for doing it. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just got back from a road trip through Texas, through the Hill Country. And on the drive back, Um, through western Texas. There's not a lot there except for oil refineries and oil drilling. There are these big like long tubes in the sky with flames coming out of them Mm -hmm. and you know my friend and I are driving through. I mean this is miles and miles and hundreds of miles of this. We ended up camping in the truck and we woke up in the morning and there was a man there who we ended up chatting with. who was working at one of the oil I don't know if it's a refinery or a field or whatnot. We were asking him about the flames and he said that's surplus oil, because we have so there's so much surplus that when we're not using it, we burn it and it causes more harm to the environment than when we actually use it. It was really eye-opening. So why are we doing that? <laughs> this is the exact question, right? right? Right. Why are we setting our food processing plants on fire right now?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there, there's a lot to that. And, um, and, you know, it's, it's a uh, flagged language, whatever, you know, we don't need to get into that, but I do have, you know, on my, on my blog, I have a piece that, you know, outlines that, and um, and all of the videos that go along with it so that you can see you know more into what is happening with um, scarcity propaganda
0: yeah so what is your and the scarcity propaganda is so so huge and it it reminds me of these splitting timelines because I mean even over the course of the past couple years of all these shortages I'm like I'm not having that in my world like and I literally when we were in Texas there was this supermarket that was going out of business. And we went a- around nine o'clock at night. So all the shelves had been raped, but everything that was left on the shelves was like all the keto stuff, sweetened with monk fruit and like the organic bone, like all, all my favorite stuff was left. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, so you, and, and you know where to go to get the, the things that you want, right? So yeah. when there was a massive run on toilet paper Right. And because we, we went through that to begin with, because they were practicing with that. That was a practice run. Right. So, um, when that happened, I was like, Hmm, what keywords is everybody else using for searching for this? And, And how can I change up those keywords to find what I actually need? Boom. It was there. It's not gone. Yeah, the keywords are different you just have to look at it using other words so who's going to think to look for it using other words and only those people are going to be the ones who find it so this is also part of um of figuring out you know who is going to figure it out which was another um piece that i did um talking about the calling and what's involved in the calling so that was a big one too it and it um it basically outlined what conditions within people are being chosen for and against.
0: Interesting.
1: So that you'll survive it or not survive it.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to the first half of my conversation with Dimi Petchel. Please join us for the second half on my locals page where paid subscribers can access all the second half conversations that I host on this platform or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Danny Katz. Links below will take you to the second half of my conversation with Demi Pichel. Be sure to hit that subscribe button before navigating on over. Check out my website, dannykatz.com as well. Track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.